so excited today. We're the Hallmarkies podcast and we are here to do our last recap of the non-Hallmark holiday films of 2018. This is going to be a long one. We've got a lot of movies to talk about. It's going to be really fun. And I'm Rachel and Amy's here. Hey guys. <laughs> yes. So you survived finals. Yeah, barely, but I made it through. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. And you're, you're ready to enjoy your break? Oh, yes. I'm so ready. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I remember those days. When I, when I went to college, though, my mom had just had, well, when I went to college, my mom was pregnant. And then my, uh, um, you know, August of before my first semester, fall semester, my mom had had the baby. And so it was sort of a weird experience. So when I would come home from college, it was, there was a, a you know, baby to deal with. <laughs> just very stressed out parents. I remember coming home and my dad, you know, just like, take the baby. <laughs> okay, here we go. So it was, it was interesting. <laughs> But I hope you get more more R and R than than I did. <laughs> yeah, I I do have a kitten though, and he's only three months, so Ooh. I have to. Uh, he, he's a little baby, but he's good. He's in his playpen right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you name it? Your kitten, Sylvester. Oh. His name is Sylvester. He's black and white, and he's he's perfect. So yeah. <laughs> is that for um, Sylvester and Tweety Bird? Yeah, he's um my this kitten is sylvester the third my mom had a sylvester the cat growing up and then i had a sylvester the cat that i got for my seventh birthday and he passed away about two years ago and then i saw this kitten online from the shelter that i got my other two cats from and it just kind of fell into place and he's my christmas gift well i support all naming of pets after famous cartoon characters so good choice All right. Well, we have a ton of movies to talk about. Uh, these are on all networks besides Hallmark. <laughs> we that. And uh, we've had a very busy week on the podcast. So you definitely want to check out. We had our, uh, I got to interview two of the stars from Christmas Perfection, which is still probably my favorite movie of this whole season. Everyone knows how much I loved it. And it was so much fun to talk to the two male leads in that movie. <laughs> really fun. James Henry and <laughs> uh and so check that out and uh yeah we did also me and my friend sean chandler did a special horror episode which was really fun just because just shake things up try something new and i was really (laughs) grateful for the positive response and encouragement that we got uh uh, you know it's hard sometimes to to do something new but i felt like the experiment was uh well received so i was grateful for that and for that encouragement and it was so much fun and and we had a great time talking talking about gremlins how can you not have fun talking about gremlins and anna and the apocalypse which we'll talk a little bit more about today uh but let's dive in and (laughs) we have christmas with the print with the prince uh on the up network Mm -hmm. and what did you this basically is about this woman who's a doctor and she went to this boarding school growing up and she, uh, they end up having this prince who she did not get along with growing up in the boarding school. And he ends up hurting his leg and he needs to stay in the, her, they make a deal for her to him to stay at her hospital, but she's not, she's very against it because of their personal things, but also because it'll be a distraction to the kids. But of course, the longer they're together, the more, the opposites attract and whatever. And um, I don't know, what did you think about this movie? I, okay, it was a cute movie and I guess like kind of a cute premise, but this movie just bugged me so much. It was so frustrating. And I'm just like, this is so like, it seemed so unethical, this premise to me. And just the entire time I was there, he was there in this hospital. I was like, I know the kids don't care because they're little kids and they don't understand that like, literally their health care is being like 
is being prevented because of the problems that him and his team is creating. And I know the kids didn't understand because they were little, but I wish, or like, but the parents, if the parents were around for these children in this hospital and seeing what was going on, they would not have been happy in any way, shape or form. And I'm saying this as a kid that was a hospital kid that would have been super irritated if this would have happened. So it just, I mean, it was cute. It was cute presence, attractive guy sure lovely but the whole premise it just the whole movie bugged the crap out of me i hated it well it really doesn't make any sense because you don't need hospital care for a broken leg like you if you have a broken leg you can go home and just you know have have people help you you know you you don't need to be in a hospital for a broken leg so it doesn't make sense at all but second of all um so this movie i was like oh it's fine And it came to like what I thought was sort of a natural conclusion when he, uh, I don't know, they have the, there's sort of a a moment where uh, he, they, I think they either close to kiss or kiss and whatever uh, in, in the hotel room, in the hospital room. And I just seemed like, oh, the movie's over. (laughs) This is great. And there was still like 45 minutes left. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, I know. I was like, wait what (laughs) (laughs) so and then it was brutal um and yeah i totally see what you saying just because it was illogical that he was there at all so i was like why is he doing this why is he bothering them and you know it wasn't like i know some people have had to stay in children's wards uh, like if you're a little person or if you like if you have, if you're, if you're small, you know, and, and you need that kind of equipment and that kind of things, then you stay in the children's ward. But it made no sense that a grown man, uh, fully with a full, broken leg, with a broken leg, it doesn't make any sense. I, I know from yeah. personal experience, I was, when I was sick, it was during swine flu. So people were all over the place where they shouldn't have been. Because yeah. Everything was crazy. But the thing is like, they didn't let any person that wasn't where they necessarily should have been prevent anyone from getting the care they should receive or from like harming them in any way and I feel like him being there and his team the way they were I feel like that was harming the way that the children were getting their care yeah and and she did fight for for it she did fight she she was willing to lose her job but it's still I don't know it still just didn't quite work (laughs) it seems so unethical I don't know how any board would have like approved that yeah yeah, and it and it was ridiculous. I mean, I, it was fun for me to see Charles Shaughnessy as the king <laughs> every now and then because yeah. I love the nanny. That was a so plus. Much. That was fun. That was so but, cool. Yeah, how many crowns would you? I mean, how many stars would you give this one? One. Yeah, I gave it one and a half. <laughs> so I was, oh, but man, that last like thirty minutes was brutal. <laughs> um, so. I don't know. It was it was interesting. Uh, so then the next I watched was called Rent an Elf. This is on the Ion channel. And this stars Kim Shaw and Sean Patrick Thomas. And they honestly tried really hard. But this is another one from Ion that was so poorly made. The lighting, everything was so stark. It looked like, like, it looked like... I don't know if I was standing like right underneath my light (laughs) and like, you know, it it was just so bad. It was very amateurish and all the sound quality was really bad. And the story was just kind of weird because it was about this, um, this guy whose wife leaves him and whose, his wife is like this flower hippie kind of whatever yoga lady and she leaves him so then the next year at Christmas, he hires this woman that's like an event coordinator, I guess. She has this business called Rent an Elf that, anyway, and, but he, he hires her to plan a birthday party for, or a Christmas party for his son, which would be fine. But it's not even just that. He, he like hires her to like entertain them the entire month of December, like a long period, two weeks at least, and do all of these activities and all of this stuff. And it was just sort of weird. Like you're hiring this person to like, why are you, I don't know. It was just, it felt weird. And <laughs> like, why are you just doing this with you and your son? You're hiring this woman to like, I don't know, to be your companion almost. It was strange. And, uh, <laughs> and 
I don't know. It's, it just did not work at all, either on a technical level or a story level. And uh, so I gave it uh, one star. And that was just because I felt like they were trying at least, I can give it zero stars, the two actors. It was really bad. Um, so <laughs> That just sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It was very awkward. And also, <laughs> the, her, uh, her two assistants were like in a relationship and like like there was some awkward kind of adult humor every now and then like them and so that, that was like really felt really odd and it was, it was just bad it's not a good movie i'm going to talk about a different ion movie that was actually good this one not good um <laughs> okay so next we're going to talk about christmas around the corner i'm very curious to hear about your thoughts on this one i didn't see this one. Oh, you didn't darn it yeah. okay well, so this one, I did have kind of mixed feelings on. That's why I was curious if you'd gotten a chance to see it. Um, so it's, it's about this woman. They start at the beginning of the movie with her presenting her company to go public. And it's like a, some kind of a, a manicure, online manicure thing. So I don't know. It, some, it was weird. And, but they're like, it's big enough that like you're presenting it as a, you know, to, as a public stock, mm -hmm. like, that's a big deal. Right. Yeah. And, but it doesn't go as well as she wanted. And so she's like feeling very discouraged. And so she decides to go and visit this country in country town. She gets to the country town and next door to the, she's at like a B and B kind of place. And Next door to the B&B place, uh, or not B&B, um, what do they call that? Airbnb. She's in like an Airbnb place, which is like right next to a bookstore. She goes into the bookstore and it's the, it's like a family bookstore that has been inherited by uh, this guy, hunky guy. And <laughs> he wants to be a blacksmith. He doesn't want to run the bookstore. Who in 2018 wants to be a blacksmith? I don't know. I not know. And... <laughs> And so uh, he has the, so she immediately, instead of going on vacation like a human being, she like becomes basically an employee of this bookstore and like is telling everybody how to live their lives and what to do. And, uh, and she's just like appalled when she finds out that he's going to sell the bookstore. And he's like, I want to do more blacksmithing. <laughs> What is going on in this world? Does he sell and, stuff on Etsy that he like? Yes, yeah. He <laughs> makes these like he makes these like bells out of. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, and, <laughs> and then there's also this teenager who, who, uh, her family wants her to work at the family tree farm, but she wants to work at the bookstore. But then she also wants to go to NYU to study writing, and she's she's very huffy with her, with this girl's parents for like not allowing her to pursue her dreams or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, you are being huffy about him not doing his blacksmithing and not staying with the family bookstore, but you're mad at them for, for, for wanting them, wanting her to stay at the family tree, tree thing. And like the mom of the, the tree lot lady says, says like, it's stupid to go to NYU and get a writing degree. And I'm thinking, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is stupid. Like you're dumb. spending so much money. Go to the state school that's 20 minutes away or the community college nearby. Or literally just start writing. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. You got it. Woo. You did a great job. So I was just like, that is the terrible thing like if you have if you've inherited money and you want to go to nyu and get them right green writing go for it all the way but if it's if like a prodigy and you have a, you have a prodigy and a full-time scholarship go yeah. to nyu but yes. <laughs> go for it why not but but the idea that that's like that's a practical decision and that's a good choice is ridiculous but so all those things i didn't like she was very bossy she was very annoying but i have to say there were some things i did like <laughs> For example, there's one scene where, where I forget how they get dirty. I can't remember, but they get dirty and they're like washing their hands. And it was a pretty sexy hand washing scene. 
How can hair washing be? But I'm telling you, it it was. It was extended and it was really good. And and like they did have pretty good chemistry, the two of them, and there were cute moments and you know, that almost made me want to forget, but I'm telling you that hand washing scene was the I, I bet you ask almost anybody who watched the movie and they'll tell you that hand washing scene was really good. And uh, was it like so, a ghost type of scene? Yeah, it totally was. And I'm all about those kind of scenes. It was very good, but, <laughs> and, and they were very, he was very hunky. So if you're just looking for man candy, this is a good one to watch. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I don't know, like I can't recommend it because I was very irritated with a lot of what happened, but I can see why other people, I'm looking on Letterboxd and there's lots of three stars, four stars, a lot of other people like it because he was so hunky and because there were sexy moments um but i can't so i give it two stars so there you go do you want to check out some sexy hand washing on my dvr maybe i'll watch it later it sounds a little interesting you text me what you think okay Okay, let's talk about christmas at holly lane on holly lane so this was on up channel and it's basically about these three longtime friends who get together for kind of the last Christmas at this house that the Sarah Lancaster character is going to have to sell because her marriage is falling apart. And so what did you think about this movie? I really liked it. Like, I yeah. thought it was such a good, like, ensemble. Like, I think the cast was awesome together. They all worked really good together. The teenagers were not, well... They were not as irritating. They were yeah. pretty okay. Um, I like. I'm just gonna say the one thing I disliked about it is their whole like, oh, she's growing up in LA, so that automatically means she's gonna like lose. This child's gonna lose any like sense of self or right. like <laughs> anything. And I'm like, hello. Many people grow up in LA and are still like normal functioning human beings that aren't evil. So just saying, but okay. I think I'm okay. I don't think I'm an evil human. Um, I think I did fine, <laughs> but who knows? You know, you never Exception know. Exception to the rule, right? No. Yes, I don't know. I know many people from LA that aren't like, just like conniving, yeah. just want the finer things in life type of people. I don't know. But, um, but other than that, it was so good. Oh my gosh, it hurt my heart so much to see Jowl Panton though as like a you know what. I was it like was so shocking. I was like I because just because I've seen so many of these movies, you know where everybody is just so squeaky clean. When it's like, oh my gosh, Giles Panton is having an affair. I about died. I when I I mean I even tweeted him. I'm like Giles. You. oh my gosh it was so surprising but I, I have to say and like for him to get a woman pregnant I mean this is shocking stuff I was like well like and you know how people are complaining like oh Giles doesn't get the girl well I guess he got the girl this time yeah. but like not in the way he wanted to no. <laughs> but I felt like I think that, that I kind of wished that this movie was a pilot to a series that's what I was thinking. Right? I would love this to be a series. This could be, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, a a Gilmore Girls kind of Fuller House because, like, they're kind of a yeah. bunch of women living together type of, like, combination vibe. I, vibe. I think that would be so interesting. I want to see what happens. I want to see if Giles' yeah. character, like, continues to actually work with his daughter. How is that dynamic going to work out when mm-hmm. the baby comes? Is the mom going to stick around, like, are they going to get married? How's the divorce going to go? How is this three women living in a house together that are like late 20 or like their thirties? And I just want to see how it works out. Are these two girls that they're 13 living in the same bedroom? Is that really going to work out? Yeah. Yeah. I know all those things interested me and I thought they were all done well and all have like really a lot of potential. I would totally watch that show and I'm not a TV person. I mean, I really liked Karen Holness and that hunky doctor. He was great. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm like, get married. Yeah. And, <laughs> and as much as it was hard to see a Charles Penton playing this part, like, he was great. He and, did such a good job. Yeah. And you really are. I'm definitely curious to see what happens with them. And Sarah Lancaster, I really think she is one of the most underrated actresses of all of sort of the slate of all the, 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 
the pantheon of, of Hallmark talent. She's one of the best, I think. She's, as far as pure acting talent, she's a really good actress. And I, I think uh, uh, she would be great in a series like this. Yeah. She'd be really good. And I kind of liked that it wasn't like squeaky, squeaky clean, but it also yeah. wasn't like trying to be shocking or anything. Yeah, it was it definitely- was like average. It was really like, they didn't try too hard to do go either way. It, yeah yeah they weren't like trying to be like be adult or be shocking kind of like life size two or something <laughs> like that uh, it was just real like real people with real problems and and uh yeah i liked all all of the characters uh, i mean as far as i liked them in the sense of they were interesting i'd like to learn more about them kind of <laughs> characters <laughs> and so i don't know if anybody from up tv is watching <laughs> you need if you got our advice yeah like they just need a good like get a good writer they could do like definitely like a 10 episode season i would love that it would be so awesome me too and a christmas movie every year i'm good okay there you go i just planned up slate (laughs) i'm gonna get the other amy on the phone yes amy winter (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) need to to get make a series it would be really good so yeah that was kind of how i felt as well like I really was just like oh this feels like a beginning of a series more than even a movie but um I I, I liked it I thought it was good I would give it mm, uh I don't know four stars why not I'm I'm gonna give it 4.5 stars and yeah. this is my favorite I'm gonna say this is my favorite off-network Christmas movie Ooh, okay. my favorite officially yeah yeah, it was, it was, I can see why it was really good. It's definitely in my top 10 of the, of the season off network. Okay. Next, uh, we are going to talk about, I'm going to just talk really quick about Anna and the Apocalypse because we did a whole, me and Sean did a whole podcast about it. So this is a, a zombie or Christmas, uh, musical. And, uh, it's a, uh, if you like, uh, if you like kind of, mm, how do I explain it? So it's just, it's just a really creative, really effervescent, really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. I, I really liked, especially two of the songs, not like all the songs are fun, but there's two that are especially great. And uh, I just found, I thought it was actually really joyful and just, just felt like people doing a passion project that they really, you know, believed in and, uh, and people just like expressing their creativity in this way and so it obviously it has a lot of blood but it's very over the top so to me it wasn't like it wasn't scary or offensive because it was so ridiculous um but uh you know if you watch the trailer and you didn't like the trailer Mm-mm. if you watch the trailer and it didn't look like your thing it's probably not your thing but if you watch it and you're like oh that looks interesting or different then you probably like it and i encourage you to give it a shot it is rated r so it's not going to be for everyone uh, but, uh, but I liked all the performances were really good. And I think it totally has the feel of something that will become a cult classic that, that a certain type of person will watch every year for Christmas. See, uh, it do modestly well for an indie film. It'd be fun. It'd be cool. Cause I know they worked and it was so cool because the director of the film listened to our podcast and he I saw that. That was he, so cool. He, it was so cool. He retweeted and he's like, Oh, he, Sean and Rachel are so sweet and so great. And I was like, yay. <laughs> That's really cool. Cause we had seriously been planning that podcast, me and Sean for a year. Cause he saw it last year. Oh, wow. So for a whole year, we're talking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about it. And so when it finally happened, it was, it was really, I was so excited and so proud of it. And I don't know, it was just really cool. So anyway, check it out if it's in your neighborhood. I think uh, it's, it's worth, if you're, if, if you're up for, up for an experimental film that's tries some different things, check it out. So, okay, let's talk about Hometown Christmas. That was another one you saw, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about Hometown Christmas. So this movie was on Lifetime and it stars Beverly Mitchell and she comes back into town to she, to Louisiana uh, and she wants to start up her mom's old tradition of this nativity and she ends up planning it with her old, uh, old beau uh, and uh, it, things, you know, things are 
interesting between the two of them as they plan this. We've seen this many times. But then there's also uh, her uh, father who starts dating Melissa Gilbert, who is <laughs> her old uh mother. Um, but that was really cute. I think actually their, their relationship. And then there's also uh, her brother who brings his fiance into town for Christmas. And that's played by Aaron Kale. And so there's all these different relationships. And so it's just kind of about the family. Uh, so what do you think about it? This was super cute. I really specifically, I liked the parents relationship more than I liked the relationship between Beverly Mitchell and the other guy. Um, <laughs> but I really liked the parents relationship. I think that was super, super cute. Um, I think we need a break from party planning. That's just my <laughs> for like planning yeah. of anything. I need a break. Yeah. Um, so I think I've gotten to this point where party planning or planning event or planning blank has just gotten super like outdone and it just, yeah. it, it was frustrating. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think they had great chem, like it was okay, but they didn't really have great chemistry in my opinion. So yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I basically yeah. agree with you. I, there were, there were, there were things I really liked in the movie though. Things I really liked. First of all, I agree with you about Melissa Gilbert and uh, her dad. <laughs> they were really good. Uh, together and their like little cute dates were were really fun and I also really liked Erin Cahill I, she's been kind of a revelation for me this because I really liked uh, the um, last Vermont Christmas mm -hmm. it just really rang true to me I responded to it I, I, I really liked it but she was great in that and I thought she was really great in this and she's just I like her uh, and when they have that snow room I that boosted it a lot. I thought that snow room was so fun. You weren't a fan of the snow room? No, I liked it. It was cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so creative. What they do, if you haven't seen the movie, is they, is her um, boyfriend, her fiance, because uh, she's missing the snow because it's in Louisiana, he creates a whole room with shredded paper that's a snow room. And it was so cute. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's adorable. My... I had a teacher that did that for us when we were in elementary school because we're oh, from really? California and there's no snow. So at the last day of school before Christmas break, he'd let us shred every piece of paper we'd turn in that semester and yeah. do like a big, we'd fill the whole classroom with it and it was awesome. So it was so cool. Wow, that's so cool. I've never heard of that. I thought it was just such a fun, creative thing for an element of one of these movies. I loved the snow room. And then I also thought they handled the near kiss so well like it was so well executed because they're they're just about to kiss and Aaron Cahill's character comes up and is like Elizabeth or whatever her name was Noel Noel and uh interrupts them and she's like oh sorry I was looking for you and and what I thought was so good about it is that like it was almost as if they had kissed mm -hmm. but it was the almost one of the only times when the Aaron Cahill character comes to her after, she's like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I, you know, I did that. I am so sorry. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to be your sister soon. I just screwed up your kissing life. I apologize. This is not what sisters should do. Like, and that never happens in one of these. You never have the person who interrupts the kids actually, like, apologize. And then, like, later on, they actually have a conversation, like, oh, we were going to, you know, what about that? We were, yes, or whatever. And I just thought, see, that's how, if, if, because most of the time it's like so ridiculous that it doesn't feel believable at all. But like, if it were to actually happen in real life and there was an actual near kiss, this is how it would actually happen, mm -hmm. right? Somebody would yeah. feel bad that they interrupted and then you'd have to talk about it afterwards. <laughs> or it's like, if I walked in on someone kissing, I'd be like, you know what? Continue. I'll come back later. Like <laughs> was, That was two standouts of this movie um but i agree with you all the planning whether it was planning it at the church oh and then it's getting a move to the barn and i just was like oh okay and that how many venue really problems are we gonna have this year like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right and i so the thing is so they have her sing at the end and i just want to say amy winter if you're listening any other executives if you're listening <laughs> wait wasn't this on lifetime have, what's that this is on lifetime i'm just saying any executive oh, okay. <laughs> they're listening making these choices 
Don't have your star sing Oh Holy Night. Don't do it. It's a really hard song. If she had gotten up there and sung Away in a Manger or First Noel or any other Christmas song, it would have been perfectly fine. But she's getting up there singing Oh Holy Night where that song goes up in a complete octave through the whole song. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really hard song that even people like Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey have done badly. Like Diana Ross has done it badly. Like Patti LaBelle has sung it badly. People have sung it badly that know how to sing. So don't have your star, you know, I've just seen it like um, multiple times this season, whether it's Jessica Lowndes, they had her sing Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. And this, they had her sing. I, and I feel like another couple other times. That's, the, that's a bad song. Don't pick that song it's just not if you have Leon rhymes in your movie then maybe you could do it maybe yeah even then i'd still pick something else it's just a really hard song so that was a mistake <laughs> every every choir director i did choir for a very long time every choir director i ever worked with when it came around for Christmas time and everyone was like, oh, ad- auditioning for their solos, every choir director would always say, unless you're Mariah Carey, you yeah. better not be trying to sing Oh Holy Night. Like, it's not happening, guys. Right, yeah. Like, even Silent Night is a little iffy, okay? <laughs> like, they're like, we're singing Jingle Bells. And yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. There's so many songs that you do that are Christmas that just... So I, I just wanted to throw that out there because it's not that she had a fine voice. It was just a two. It was just not the song Mm-mm. for her voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my feeling on that. Um, but other than that, it was a harmless movie. I didn't mind watching. I thought it was sweet enough. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Some of it, some of the elements were really tired. Um, but I'd say the good outweighed the bad for me on this one. Yeah, it was good. And so I give it three stars. I'm going to agree with you. Three stars. I saw one called a country Christmas album. And this is on ION and this is honestly the best of ION, I think in this year, uh, this is pretty simple. And it's one that's been done a lot, but you have this uh, girl who's a country singer um, that's sort of paired with this guy who's a pop singer and they have to make this album, this Christmas album. Uh, and if they don't, if it doesn't hit, if it's not a success, then they'll lose their contracts and not going to get renewed. Um, but I thought it was really well executed <laughs> for what it was. I, I thought that both of the leads had pretty good chemistry. They both were pretty good actors and they both had pretty good voices. Um, I mean, I've seen enough movies like this to, to know that this was pretty decently executed. I thought all the songs, they do have a lot of songs. But I thought that they were pretty good songs and they did a good job. And she has this daughter and her ex is kind of, you know, that uh, is kind of difficult sometimes. There was a little drama with that. And, you know, questions like, should she go on the road, uh, you know, with her daughter and dealing with that was like a million times better than anything that Chesapeake Shores did with music and (laughs) drama. Um, I don't know. I just, I thought it was decent. I would give it 3.5 stars. I'm glad you just, I'm glad you just told me it was about a musical album because the reason I didn't watch it and I picked something else when I had time to watch movies was because I thought it was about a photo album. Oh, a yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to pick something else. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not like going to change your life, but overall, I thought that I, I said in my race, it leans into all the tropes of a music rom com movie, but it works. Good chemistry and the singing was relatively believable for these kind of films. So there you go. That's my thoughts on that. And I did think it had a pretty nice ending, a uh, pretty fun romantic ending. So that was my favorite of the year from Ion was Country Christmas album. So. All right, so let's see. Let's talk about A Christmas in Royal Fashions when we both saw. This was also on ION. This stars Cindy Busby. And basically it's, it's sort of a liar story where she uh, is working for this fashion line and she ends up uh, kind of pretending to be the head of the fashion line. Uh, and uh, when a prince comes into town, they're doing a charity fashion show 
something like that. Was it, okay, was it a fashion line that she was in charge of, or was it a publicity company that they were running? Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was PR. I was yeah. so but confused. It, but it's a fashion show. Because I was confused because both of them were intertwining, and I'm like, wait, does she make clothes, or does she do publicity? I'm so confused. Yeah, it was a little confusing. Because she, like, wanted... Did she want to be... Was Yeah, I can't remember. I've seen so many of these princess movies. They're all meshing together. Yeah. But she ends up working with this prince to put on his fashion show. That, that, that I know. She works with the prince, put on the fashion show, is pretending to be her boss... Uh, who you're right it is a PR firm okay. and, <laughs> and of course once the news gets out that she's not actually the boss then it's all this oh how could you lie to me kind of a thing uh, but this was this was fine I thought that Cindy was was sweet enough she's a sweet actress and and it was perfectly harmless but uh, for me I, I just she was so much better in Royal Hearts, well, you didn't like Royal Hearts, but for me, I liked Royal Hearts much better than this, and just because I really liked the grumpy old king <laughs> and wanting his dog and, and all of that humor, to me, was very funny, the fish out of water kind of situation, and I just think that movie was way better made and on a way better scale than this, so since I've already seen her once in a princess movie this year and I thought that one was better, it took a hit for me uh so it's not awful but i don't know it was just kind of i don't know it dragged i feel like it took forever them to get to the goal um and then just everyone was rude in her life i feel like everybody was rude to her at some point and it just yeah and she was very like victim like yeah everybody's being so mean to me and it's like no well you like stole someone's identity like that's like you could be prosecuted for that. Like, also, you, like, it was her best friend's idea. I was like, whose best friend comes up with this idea? And of course she's gonna, like, they were kind of like, how could you fire her? The prince was all mad. And I'm like, of course she's gonna fire her. What are you, nuts? She just pretended to be her for, like, a, a long time. And this is, uh, so of course she's gonna fire her. So you just kind of had to, this was just, yeah, maybe, and whatever I, I i think i probably would have enjoyed it more if i hadn't seen like 15 this year mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah i gave it two stars e, yeah i'm gonna go with two stars too yeah someone called coins for christmas and this is when we were pretty down on it in our preview um and it sounded more <laughs> depressing i guess than it really was um it it's basically about this woman uh, played by essence, essence adkins who has two kids and she ends up losing her job uh, right around christmas and so she's doing whatever she can to make ends meet there's also all these problems with her ex and this i this irs bill that's come um, but she ends up becoming like an Uber driver, basically. And the whole movie was sponsored by Uber. So there's lots of like Uber, Uber stuff. And um, anyway, she ends up getting to know this, becoming a driver kind of for this uh, football player who uh, is kind of a prima donna, but has, is, is trying to adjust kind of back into to regular life after, uh, after an injury. And uh, so they have a lot of sort of debates about the ways to live and stuff. And, um, and some people it'll be just, it's not escapism enough. It'll be a little too realistic, but I actually thought it was a sweet little movie. I thought it had a nice heart to it. I thought Essence Adkins was really good. I think she's actually a really solid actress. She's probably better than this movie deserves, to be honest. Uh, she's, she's quite good. And uh, it had a nice heart to it. The kids, uh, were, were like not awful and bratty they were like helping and they were totally understanding uh when she had to she had told them oh i'm gonna be late getting your christmas presents they were like it's fine mom like reasonable <laughs> and they they like gathered together and did like various projects so that they could pay for christmas dinner like they were cool they were cool kids and her friend was really cool who um uh who was um waiting for her husband to get back home from the military and uh, anyway i i just bought into this family and i thought it was a sweet sweet little movie and it's actually not that much of a romance that you might think 
so I uh, I liked it. It was good. I think, uh, um, yeah, it was decent. And so I would give it three and a half stars. And it was really cool. I posted my review and uh, she, uh, Essence Adkins, uh, liked it, liked my review, which made me happy. I'm like, oh, yay. Because you probably just get a ton of feedback about this film. That made me feel good. So good job, Essence. Way to go. Okay, we have to talk about the glory that is Santa Jaws. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> if you listened to uh, the horror episode, you heard my thoughts on Santa Jaws already, but I will repeat it for those that didn't listen to that one. <laughs> and you know what? Like, of course you go into a movie like Santa Jaws thinking it's going to be awful, but I guess I actually, <laughs> you kind of have to appreciate things for what they're trying to do. And what they're trying to be and this movie is trying to be a schlocky horror comedy and i think it completely succeeded in being a schlocky horror comedy i think this was way better and way more creative than any of the sharknado movies for for example it <laughs> actually like had people who whereas the sharknado movies like they're trying to make a bad movie yeah and that's different than people that are trying to how do I explain it? It's different than people that are trying to make something kind of silly. I don't know. It's different than people that are intentionally trying to make a bad movie. That's not the case with Santa Jaws. It was actually like mildly creative. It's about, it's about this kid who hates his family <laughs> at Christmas and they're really, they are kind of awful. And he, uh, so he starts, he has this, uh, he starts drawing this comic called, called Santa Jaws. And so all of a sudden on Christmas Eve, the Santa Jaws appears. <laughs> and it's very silly and very over the top. Like the when the various kills are like uh you'll have like the Santa Jaws like spear through someone and it, there's no blood. It's it's so ridiculous. But that's all part of the fun of it. If you like that kind of it's all part of the appeal, the schlocky, the silly visuals, that that's all just part of the fun of something like this. And, um, and I actually thought like the key to this kind of movie for it to work, in my opinion, is that if the characters, if any of the actors are irritating and annoying, then it's miserable. <laughs> but if all the characters are having fun, then you'll have fun too, watching it. Um, and none of the characters were annoying. I liked all the characters. They were all fun. And so I, I actually, believe it or not, I actually enjoyed Santa Jaws. I thought if you like schlocky horror comedies, you'll like this. <laughs> and so there you go. That's my recommendation for Santa Jaws. I'd watch it again. I, I, re really? I did. I actually liked it. I did. I, I, no. Yeah, I did. I thought it was fun. Okay. Um, so. um, maybe I'm going to really have to watch it then, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the kind of thing that you have you seen the sharknado movies uh the first one yeah okay so if you've seen that i i mean i like i said i think this is genuinely better than that but that's just the I kind of thing it's any, anything is better than sharknado yeah. so, is that really mean um no 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 i do agree <laughs> i mean i think that um but i don't know it's just a, a particular genre and type of movie that i uh, that i i think it actually did what it was trying to do well and I enjoyed it. And maybe it's just the, the fact I've seen 75 Christmas movies. And so it felt fun to see something totally bonkers and different. I don't know. But yeah, okay, let me know. If you do see it, let me know what you think. Okay, I will. And it's only I'll an hour and 25 minutes. So what do you got to lose? <laughs> an hour and 25 minutes. <laughs> it's fine. I'll watch it while I'm doing something else slightly productive. Yeah. Just uh, in your laundry. Just watch Santa Jaws. Perfect. <laughs> and I don't think there was anything too bad. There's, I mean, aside from the ridiculous kills, uh, it's was, not gonna like traumatize my twelve-year-old little brother, is it? I don't think so. I mean, the kills are so so ridiculous. Like, like I said, just like spearing through someone with almost no blood, and you can see like the the <laughs> there's there's somewhere where uh, somebody's uh, legs get cut off, but it's just like a. It's, I mean, I could make the, I could do the, the legs with, 
<laughs> with my own Photoshop skills. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so bad. But again, to me, that's all part of the appeal of it. It's all part of the fun of this kind of a thing. If it looked really good, then it wouldn't be fun. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, I, there's a, um, the one girlfriend wears like a bikini, um, and there might be a little bit of language and a little bit of lewd talk, but I can't remember. Um, but not too bad. I mean, he's 12. He's in middle school. He, he experiences those things. <laughs> I think he'd be fine then. But anyway, so that there's Santa Jaws. And, uh, and so that is that everything. Okay. Do, do, do. All right. So let's talk about Christmas Pen Pals. So Christmas Pen Pals stars Sarah Drew and Niall Mater. And they were high school sweethearts, basically. But they got um, separated uh, because, you know, she goes to the big city. We've seen this part all before. But what's, what's cool about this movie is, so she comes back and the town does this Christmas pen pal exchange for the month of, like, the month of December or whatever, where they match all these different people up with a pen pal and you exchange like regular letters not emails and uh so you have the thing i think that made this movie work so well at least for me was that they had a lot of different relationships of people mm -hmm. who were writing letters and who's, who's writing to who you're trying to figure it out and i liked every single character in this movie i loved her dad played by michael gross he was great i thought his whole thing of who he was writing to was great i love giles panton as this doctor he was great i liked the uh the uh, girl that he was writing to um i loved of course i loved sarah and now i thought that i don't think that now mater in my opinion has been sexier than in this movie he was so okay. good <laughs> and, <laughs> i mean he's like old enough to be my father so this is like <laughs> um uh cardi wong was great in it everybody was so good and i i was just so happy for every single one of these relationships and i just love this concept of this idea of people writing letters and falling in love over letters at christmas it was so good and i i i loved this movie i thought it was great i really thought that Sarah Drew and Niall, Ma Niall Mater had great chemistry. I loved the ending was so good. The dialogue was good. This was one of my favorites of the year for sure. I loved it. They were so good together. Oh. Like it was just so, and the way their acting was, it was like you knew that they had had a relationship before. Yeah. Like they did it so well. I was so impressed. And I mean, I know they're both amazing amazing actor actress like I, I mean I've watched Grey's Anatomy for the past 15 seasons like I know Sarah Drew can act okay yeah. but like yeah. there it was just I don't know there was just something about them together it was so amazing and I like would like to see a sequel oh. I don't know how they could do it but I would love to and just like I don't know I it almost, was like something kind of new well what I would love I could almost see another like maybe have them in it like as sort of as a more of a cameo kind of situation, kind of like what they did with Letters in Evergreen. Mm -hmm. um, but to have another set of people yeah. that are matched in this town and another set of pen pals, that would be so fun. It could be like, a, it would be great. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, like I said, the ending was so good when she's a, she's like, you gave the book to Daniel? Why would you give the book to Daniel? <laughs> like I know and, uh, and uh, you know and she's like ooh that's a spark she's just because she's been she's been analyzing everything for this dating app that she's created mm -hmm. and so she's been thinking very analytical and uh, and so of course by the end of the movie she's learned to kind of also have that spark and also mm -hmm. have that not just be the numbers and I had actually never seen her in anything I'm not a great I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy for a long time so she was new to me and I loved her she was wonderful yeah yeah, She's fantastic. And I also recommend um, her and the guy from Love in Vermont. Was it Vermont? The one you really liked. Oh, the yeah. The guy. The two of them, they were together on Grey's Anatomy, but oh. they were also together in a movie called Invisible. And it was, um, mm -hmm. uh, he was an army, went away to war, and she was the wife. And it was, it came out in like October, and it was in oh, Select yeah. Um, And 
I haven't been able to see it because it wasn't near me. I, I couldn't see it, but I'm waiting for it to come out because it looks so good. And they have really great chemistry, since, especially since they've been working together for like yeah. ever. But yeah. Yeah. Um, the critic, um, William Bibiani, who's been on our show a couple times before, he gave it a pretty good review and he's not religious at all. And uh, he, he gave it a pretty positive review. So that, I, I, that caught my attention. So I definitely want to see that. Uh, yeah, she was great. Uh, he was great, and I, and just so many times the the like the parent kind of thing doesn't really work in these kind of things. But I loved Michael Rosas, her dad. I thought he was really good, and I loved his you know sort of relationship and her coming to kind of accept that uh, with her mother's you know mother's passing. It was just it was great. So if you haven't seen it, it's definitely like I said one of the best of the year uh, mm-hmm. so far. So there we go. That is the. Uh, the movies uh, that we've seen. It's been a really fun season and we we've already been talking that we're definitely going to keep podcasting about stuff because we really have been enjoying it. We hope you guys have enjoyed all these non Hallmark podcasts that we've been doing <laughs> uh, for Christmas and uh, let us know if you got to see any of these movies, what you thought of them, how many stars would you give them? Uh, put in the comments or on Twitter, let us know. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks so much, Amy. You're the best. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. I like loved it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's been really, really fun. It's been my pleasure. And uh, how can people uh, find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Amy Craig, and then on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/WeCanAllStars. Vlogmas is almost over. I have a few more days left, Amazing. and then like one video, and then I'm taking a break until daily vlogs from when I go to visit Rachel and Amber. Oh have my gosh, this so fun. Have you yes. been vlogged? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> it will be the best. So we have that to look forward to. Make sure you're following Amy on all of her, uh, on all of her social media and on her channel. Come on guys. Uh, watch it. It's really fun. And you can follow me at Rachel's reviews on iTunes and on YouTube just published uh, t- this week, my worst films of the year list, which is always a highlight for YouTubers. And you'll oh, <laughs> and uh yeah and just we have tons of content here on the podcast that you want to check out uh, lots of good stuff lots of good stuff coming we got some good guests that are going to be coming we next week we have all the feels girls they're going to be coming to do the to our recap and that will be great we're going to be recapping uh when calls the heart which will be really fun the special the christmas special and uh and yeah and then we're going to be having our own top 10 list we're going to be doing our preview for Winterfest with Greg McBride and that's going to be a blast. We just have tons of fun stuff coming up in the next little bit. So definitely want to be following the podcast and uh, yeah, let us know what you think and give us your ratings and reviews on iTunes and on, on YouTube. And that's very helpful and Merry Christmas. And we will, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Merry Christmas. <laughs>